Welcome to Prodigal and the Priest, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. I'm Joey Scancella, joined by my co-host, Father Paul Bechter. Father Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? (laughs) Very awkward. We're just sitting across from a table here, um, not Staring at each other. Yeah, that sounds even worse. Okay. Um, So talking to our listeners today, we've moved from kind of, Father Paul, you've been doing this thing during quarantine of talking about um, like daily interactions on Facebook, Instagram, where you give sure. reflections. Yeah, talking a lot about Acts of the Apostles, Scripture, linguistic, historical, whatever. Yes, all things that I do not care about. No, I'm just kidding. I care mm-hmm. deeply about some of those things. And so, um, but we moved from that to kind of this idea that me and you have always talked about of wanting to start a podcast um, mm-hmm. and that way that we put out something on Tuesdays and Thursdays to move away from that daily thing as church starts to open back up, the rigors of uh, priest life increase and all of that. And, um, you know, background maybe on our name, background on you in case listeners are just joining. So why don't you start? Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am Father Paul Bechter. Um, I'm a Catholic priest, parochial vicar here at St. Anne Parish in Coppell, Texas. And I've been a priest for just a little bit over four years. I had my fourth birthday as a priest last week. Congratulations. Anniversary is probably the better word. Nice. Um, I'm actually from Bermuda originally. Grew up on the island of Bermuda. Born in Texas, but grew up in Bermuda my whole life. It's complicated. Don't so, worry you, about so it. you claim somebody says, "Father Paul, where are you from?" First response. I would probably say Bermuda, but oh. I always get confused and don't know what to say, and then overexplain. So. Yeah. So you fall more ter- towards the British than the Texans. Yeah. Well, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I agreed before I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up on the British island of Bermuda um, for my entire life until I graduated high school, and. I came to University of Dallas in Irving, studied physics for a while, joined seminary for the Diocese of Dallas, and after a bunch of years of seminary and formation, here I am. So that's like an interesting correlation, just even starting there, like, okay, Bermuda to University of Dallas. Yes, you have like Texas roots, but like, why does a kid from Bermuda living on an island of how many people? 4,000? 50,000. Yeah, something like that. 4,000, 50,000, not that much better. Four, that much better. 50,000. <laughs> so 50,000 people, an island of Bermuda that is mostly known for tourism of, uh, you know, cruise ships coming in probably and that exactly. type of deal. And it's pink sand. I've been there actually when I was like 11 years old. Um, Respect. Thank you. Um, how did you end up at UD? That's just kind of a weird correlation to me. Yeah, it is. Well, I wanted to go somewhere to study. We don't have any universities in in We all want to go somewhere to study, (laughs) yes. We don't want to self-study college. So I I had to pick something. Um, And being from Texas originally, um, I wanted to come back to Texas. I also didn't want to go to a giant school like UTA Mm -hmm. because that's bigger than the whole population of my island or at least comparable. Wait, UT or UTA? University of Texas at Austin. Oh, okay. I was going UTA, most people around here, University of Texas, Arlington. So Ooh, we just go okay. UT, UT. Yep. So just to clarify to yep. all our listeners, okay. we're talking about University of Texas in Austin. All okay, right. go ahead. Yeah, the UT. Yes. Yeah, the UT. There you go. Okay. Um, and the other thing, and it was actually kind of a big thing, even though it's ridiculous, is I grew up playing golf. I loved golf. I was good, and I wanted to play in college, but I wasn't, like, really good to play on a real team in college. Right. So I wanted a small school 
but a place where I could also play golf. So we're not talking like Jordan Spieth good. No. <laughs> I've broken okay. par once. Hey. Broken par once. Okay, there you go. So, but, so you I, wanted to be able to continue that play. I did. And so I looked at schools that had those criteria and ended up finding UD. And then the more I read about it, the more I liked it. It was a Catholic school. It was a school that promised this, like, I don't know, that you got to read a lot of books. I like that. Hence um, learning to read. Hence learning to read. And when I interviewed there um, uh, on a come and see visit, I actually met the golf coach and he was like, oh yeah, you could definitely play on our team. I found out later he was the basketball coach who just like moonlighted, <laughs> moonlighted as the golf coach, as the golf coach <laughs> so, later on. Yeah, All great I, Catholic schools, multiple coaching situations. Yeah. So uh, that drew me there, but I'm very grateful for it because I found my faith there in a very strong way. I found my vocation there. That's what attracted me to the Diocese of Dallas um, later, as I felt so at home at UD. That's awesome. And I'm sure we'll get into that vocation story at one of yeah. these episodes or, or whatnot. Um, you know, for myself, I'm going on nine years as a youth minister at St. Anne's and Capel. Before that, I was in Ennis, Texas as a youth minister for two years there at St. John Nepomucene Church. Uh, kind of a cool saint. If you don't know about him, look him up. Um, and then um, I grew up in Jersey, though. And so that's where kind of our intro to our uh, show gets a little bit of, um, you know, recognition from friends from different cultures. I am very much a Northeasterner guy from Jersey. And even though you're from Bermuda, we get like definitely the Texas vibe from you. And I'm that. very much pretending to be a Texan. Yes, very much pretending to be a Texan where I am not. And there's a little piece of my heart that is broken off realizing that my children are Texans born in Texas. And so, right. um, beautiful you know, thing. it's debatable for sure. Um, and so, you know, growing up in New Jersey, um, I grew up up in uh, kind of like the whatever you picture of the churches up there that's probably the church that I grew up in um, uh, a, a church up there and I wasn't too active in my faith like we went to church every Sunday and we um, you know I was an altar server participated I played guitar different things like that but never my faith never came alive until um, after high school I did a ministry called net ministry and that's where I just realized the power of the Holy Spirit and all God wanted to do in my life. And I heard praise and worship for the first time, um, you know, which is a different culture that we, yeah. you love chant. I love <laughs> praise and worship. So we're bringing, we'll, we'll be bringing a lot of different perspectives to this podcast for sure. And so I ended up then going to a college, uh, Franciscan University. So kind of rivals of UD, kind of unofficial rivals, right? Sister schools. Yeah, sister rival <laughs> schools, right? Yeah, unofficial rivals. It's kind of like... It's like UT A&M. Yeah, where, you know, A&M thinks that they're rivals of UT, but UT's like, what's A&M? Right. That's kind of how it is right, with right. UD and Franciscan. Right, so Franciscan's UT or who? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll play the humility card on this one and actually give you that comparison, mm. but... Um, that one just is shows more faith that, filled. Yeah, one's more faith <laughs> yeah, filled. Okay. Just shows kind of the background of Fran Franciscan being holy, producing saints, all of that type of stuff. But anyway, yeah. so we hope to attract both listeners, UD and Franciscan alike, and UT and AM, unofficial sponsors of this podcast. Maybe okay. maybe we'll yeah. get them to sponsor us one day. That's right. <laughs> and um, I would love, yeah, all of you guys. Uh, just completely ignore what I said about A&M. <laughs> 
you know, on, on Father Paul's daily reflections, he has kind of this thing that he tosses out his Bucky's cup and that, you know, unofficial sponsor, which he's actually taking a sip of right now or showing um, Bucky's. Uh, so we'll be tossing out unofficial sponsors throughout our podcasting days here at St. Anne's. And so, um, yeah, but I met my wife at Franciscan. I studied catechetics theology, um, just continued to fall in love with God and the church and have an interesting story there that we'll go into a, another time. But it's kind of our background. I have, I'm married to um, my wife, Nikki, and uh, we met at Franciscan University, actually studying abroad in Austria. And we have, um, we're about to have our fourth child. We got um Dominic, uh, our oldest. Then we have Kiara, uh, who passed away as an infant, um, 16 days old, who I'm sure that story will come up in one of our podcasts. Um, And then um, we have Francesca, who is about to be four years old, and we have one on the way coming in September. So we got... Congratulations. Thank you. We got a bun in the oven. And so, um, yeah, we also bring different culture perspectives from priesthood to family life and so Mm. the joy and the turmoil of both of those situations so that we'll be giving insight to and so how did we meet though let's go back to that a little bit um and by the way this first episode you'll definitely want to listen to every word of it but it's a little background on how we came to podcasts and whatnot so how did we uh how did we come to know each other back in the day Yeah, and it was back in the day. So I was assigned as a seminarian for an entire year to this parish, to St. Anne, back in like 2013-ish. And I was a seminarian, but I also liked to play sports. And that was something that Joey, I don't think, had ever seen before. (laughs) And so we started playing basketball. (laughs) There's a lot of them, by the way. That's right, yeah. um, So we have a basketball hoop out in the parking lot here at St. Anne. And we started having some like one-on-one games just every so often, you know. And it was real street out. ball, like it chain was nets. So street ball, it's like blazing hot Texas summer or something. I don't. know It was it Texas was. summer. Yeah, um, it was like 110 degrees, and we'd meet at noon. We were idiots. Yeah, no, it was the worst. Um, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Name yeah. that book. Who said that? Uh, the you know Charles Dickens that one. There you go. Good one. Okay. <laughs> You can, I don't you can like read. Dickens that much. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan, but go yeah, ahead. Cool. So, um, yeah, so I was consistently dominating in those games of basketball, like just day-to-day, really, you know, no contest. Um, but then there was one moment in particular, I think, where our friendship was cemented, which is when... I hope you're I, about to tell this story. Oh, I was hoping I for this, yeah. Yeah, no... I did, so it's called an up and under, right? You pump fake and then you duck under. And it was such, like, so magnificently executed. Yeah. This move. Joey just, like, totally lost balance, was lurching towards me. And then he actually threw his nose into my elbow (laughs) as I was doing the pump fake and broke his nose. Broke Um, my nose. Yeah. And so, of course, I scored the basket and won, you know. End of story, is that, but is now that we're friends. How it works? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story, according to me, goes that I was guarding great defense, kind of like Scottie Pippen, defender of the year multiple times, right? And so I had great defensive, uh, you know, skills going on. You actually tried to go for the juke. I was still there, and when you couldn't, 
you just thrust your body into my nose and tried and then called N1 while I'm laying on the floor with a broken nose, nauseous and it's can't really still see crooked. straight. That's the yeah. thing. It's like it's hideous. <laughs> Which I'm already like kind of like messed up because I'm from Jersey and Italian and we have like, you know, big faces, big noses, big mouths, all of those things. And so it didn't help at all. But that kind of cemented our friendship back in seminary years. And when you were, yeah, that was like seven I years wasn't ago. in seminary, but I was yeah. married then. <laughs> um, and yeah, seven years. Was that in 2000? So. Yeah. yeah, six or seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, six or seven years ago. And and so we continued a friendship kind of when you would be, you you were studying at the NAC. Yes. So North American College in Rome, pontifical North American College in Rome. Oh, okay. It's a silent Flex. P on the front of the neck. <laughs> there you um, go. And uh, so I was there for seven years. It was kind of a long stint in Rome. Even the first three years of my priesthood, I was still in Rome after seminary. And I would come back here, not being from Dallas, this was my adopted home parish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd come back here in the summer sometimes and keep up with Joey a little bit here and there. I don't know if it's because of like the broken nose thing or whatever, but like, I tell myself. Our, but that. our our friendship developed to the point where it's one of those one of those things where even if you don't see each other for quite a while, you can kind of just pick up where you left off. Absolutely. Um, and so then last year, I was assigned to this parish as a priest for my mm-hmm. first parochial assignment, my right. first parish assignment. Yeah. Um, parochial my vicar. First baptism. Ah, and four years of priesthood. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that. You, yeah, you were ordained, and then you were still continuing studies. So yeah. you were um, ministry of absence. Yeah, ministry of absence. You weren't very much helpful to the diocese, <laughs> um, but it's okay. We still love you for it. But and you ended up here. We continued our friendship and all that. And now we're starting our podcast. We've always joked about it. We've always talked about, hey, we're going to start this podcast. We want to do this. We want to do this. It only took a a worldwide pandemic to get it going. And so yeah. we got this, this podcast. This is our response. To this is our pandemic. response. This is our solution. This is the COVID response. If you click on St. Anne COVID response, this is it. <laughs> it has both of our faces and a podcast. No. Um, also, anything said in this podcast is not um, represented. To, yeah. To, of the diocese. Of the diocese. Of St. Anne's. Of Saint the Anne's, of, church. Well, uh, I mean, it's all going to be. You know. Yeah. So but, ju- just okay, want to put diocese that diocese in Saint Anne. Diocese in Saint Anne. Just want to put that out that this is nothing that you need to worry about. We're not teaching any of this or or any of that. But we want to talk about how we came up with this name. So Father Paul, actually, we should tell the people this is like the fifth episode almost we've recorded. We started. It's out of control. It is out of control. We started with one name. And now went to a completely different name. So I'm really frustrated with you and everybody involved with you um, who started this podcast. So it's the plan from the beginning. It was the plan. Yes, exactly. So the name of the the podcast is Prodigal and the Priest. Mm -hmm. But it originally was called Learning to Read. Learning to Read. (laughs) So which you thought was a good idea for a long time. I still love it. I just like Prodigal and the Priest more. Okay. Why? Why do I like it more or why do I love it? Both. (laughs) So I think Prodigal and the Priest has a nice ring to it, and it's a little bit easier to understand what's actually going on because obviously I'm the priest and you're the prodigal. Yes. Or I'm the priest (laughs) in the sense that we all are priest, prophet, king in our baptism. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm double priest. You're double priest and you're prodigal. 
Mm, okay, so we can return to that some other time. Yeah, but that will be a whole nother episode about really what it means because I look at myself as really a priest. Mm, okay, so um, <laughs> anyway, learning to read, I just we have this inside joke going on, uh, sort of ever since I've known Joey. Just I tend to use a lot of big words for no reason at all, and he always gets like offended by that, and so I actually started teasing him like, "Hey, man, you know you should read this book." And he was like, well, I don't know. I'll have to get my wife to read it to me because I'm still learning. <laughs> and I actually gave him a book called How to Read a Book for Christmas. Fantastic. For Mortimer my birthday, Adler. actually. Correction. Oh, yeah. My birthday. It's, sorry, December? Yes, December 9th. I have, I have like, a, called a, like a big campfire hangout where actually most of my good friends are priests. So um, they Hence come the over. Priest. Yes. Um, they come over for... Um, you know, a night of just hanging around the campfire and all that. And you were the only one to bring a present. Mm-hmm. And most other people have given me presents. It'd be a cigar, it'd be a bottle of scotch, something useful. And you gave me a book called... How to Read a Book. How to Read a Book. Uh, who's it by? Mortimer Adler. It's yeah. fantastic, actually. It's, yeah. it's actually like not most... a joke. It looks like a joke, but it's really good. Right. Yeah. It was, you probably spent 30 bucks on a joke book for me in the sense like that you're like, but I've heard multiple people say, this is an amazing book. You should check it out. So we actually started with that. We went to Prodigal and the Priest. We also thought if an average Catholic person was looking up our podcast, they would never stop to listen to learning to read. They would only, you know, because there's no like faith element in that title at least here we give them the illusion that we're religious it sounds like the learning channel or something like hooked on phonics or something like that so now our audience knows the true story behind uh why it's called prodigal and the priest and so we're really excited about it and hope everybody's going to enjoy it um so that's a little bit of the background about our name and what we hope to, to bring about. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about sports, things that we both love. We're going to talk about our cultures. We're going to talk about, I'm sure, Father Paul's time in Rome and the Knack and all of that, my time at Franciscan, his time at UD. Like We're going to try to bridge a lot of different gaps. We, some of it may be deep. You know, uh, I imagine topics at some point we'll talk about, you know, What's this quarantine been like? What does suffering look like? Things like that. But also keep it lighthearted and just talk about that. Can we get sports back? <laughs> Am Please. I right? Like Golf is almost back. <laughs> golf is almost back. And if you, if you know anything about sports fans, it's pretty pathetic that we literally every sports fan is on the edge of their seat waiting to watch a guy hit a golf ball and have no one around them to cheer, be excited, anything. Like that's how desperate we are for sports. And I was intrigued because recently I heard an argument from fans saying, you know, it's not going to be as special because fans aren't in the stadium. And I was just, I was livid. I, I need something. I desperate, I'm so close to watching Bundesliga football in <laughs> Germany because it's the only live sports going on right now i know that or mma like, i'm not that is desperate. mma back is yeah, it already back i don't know I, I heard that they were never gonna stop and then i never <laughs> followed up because i don't care about mma yeah yeah i'm not a big mma not that uh they're not an official sponsor yet but yeah, they might yeah. be of the podcast i mean one if day. they are i'll start caring yes i'll start caring more for sure at that point but i mean we need sports america i mean if you are with us if if you're not then you're against us. But, you know, we need sports 100%. And an interesting fact about our friendship is we 
root for different teams to the core. So yeah, diametrically opposed. Diametrically opposed. So my dad is from Philly. I'm an Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and Yankees fan. Don't ask how the Yankees got in there. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've always been a Yankees fan my whole life. And being also an Eagles, Sixers, Flyers fan makes up for the fact that you know, I'm a Yankees fan. So, um, and then you go for four major sports. What would you say? Yeah, well, definitely. So definitely the Cowboys, the Stars, and the Mavs. Baseball, I've always been a bit confused because I was born in Houston and mm. I loved the Astros growing up, but they were terrible then. And then I distanced myself from them when I moved to Dallas and followed the Rangers and really am into Rangers baseball. Okay. Um, but then the Astros got good, but then they were cheating you know yeah yeah that I, whole thing. which definitely will be a podcast episode within itself the aspect of faith probably and what we believe about cheating and how does that stand compared to you know what was major league baseball's response and all of that and so yeah. that'll be an interesting so little teaser everybody follow follow through with listen, listening to this podcast but so so you'll kind of go is is does that mean you kind of go astros or where's that at I want to like the Astros, but I don't want to jump on the bandwagon as mm. someone who didn't follow them immediately before they got good. And the I hundred lost seasons, <laughs> right? Like I did follow them then. Sure. And you did. when they got swept by the White Sox in uh, the World Series back 08? in the day, like 08? I almost broke my hand. I was so frustrated. I was back in was that 08? 08? No, 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 no. no, no, no I was no, still no, in no, high no, school. No. That was 08. Five. five, yeah. October 05. I apologize. I was uh, I was serving the Lord at that time on net ministry. It's always supposed to be the sports authority on <laughs> all of this. Like, I dabble, but That's he's right. got the sort of deep knowledge of sports, but he's already embarrassing himself. I'm already embarrassing myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, like, I love the Astros growing up. They were my favorite team of any sport. Mm. But then in actually embracing the Rangers, I don't know if I can support the Astros. So it's just this inner conflict. Like yeah. It, it's really, it's really this whole thing. Like, well, and it, it keeps me up at night. It keeps. <laughs> like, keeps should I rejoice that they were caught cheating? But I also should you reach? Is is that really that's a, a moral? Tr- co- it's really Schadenfreude kind of thing. But. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that last comment. So I'm not going to pretend like I know what you're saying here. So, um, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, and it makes it more complicated for me because my wife is from Houston, mm-hmm. diehard Astros fan. She actually was there. She went to a World Series game in '05 when. They lost to the White Sox. And then she also um, went to a World Series game this past year when they lost to um, the Washington Nationals. So, um, Nikki, you're to blame for the – no, I'm just kidding. You're not to blame, but I love you. But um, it was kind of also – it was like – it's this terrible thing, a, a house divided shall not stand, right? She's mm-hmm. been an Astros fan. I'm a Yankees fan. We're both diehards. Literally this past year, I had to sit on the porch with a TV outside because we're so hardcore about, like, I'm rooting for the Yankees and I can't withhold my excitement when they score. She's rooting for the Astros. It was just, we, mm-hmm. we knew it would be better for our children and our personal salvation, yeah. but... Yeah. I think so. I think so. made the, the right decision. Um, one thing we want to do as we move into kind of this ending segment of our first podcast, we want to end each podcast with this uh, with this thing. What you watching, what you're reading, what you're thinking. And um, so to say that a little bit slower, less jersey, what are you watching, what are you reading, and what are you thinking? And these could be as short um, tidbits as you want or as long. And so um, go ahead. Why don't you start? What are you watching first 
Okay, so the best TV show I've ever seen in my life, I'm re-watching now when I have time to watch TV. It's an Israeli TV show <laughs> called Shtiesel. 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 It's the family name. It's Honestly, it's just a soap opera, but it's so well done. I, um, I have no words right now. It's the best. It's also on Netflix, so if you want to watch it, go look at Shtiesel. It's incredible. Wait, English spell that. Subtitles. Spell that so that people S-H-T-I-S-E-L. can go watch it. S-H-T-I-S-E-L. Okay. Um, S-H-T-I-S-E-L. It's in Hebrew. Uh, they flip to Yiddish when the older people on the show talk, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but it's got subtitles, so don't worry. Okay. It's worth it. Watching okay. Shtiesel right now. Shtiesel. Shtiesel. Okay. I uh, just finished The Last Dance. I stole that from you because I know you were watching yeah. it as well, us being both sports fans. Um, you know, we Wait, are... but I'm, I haven't watched episode 10 yet, so don't tell me how it ends, like okay. whether they win or not. <laughs> That's a joke. He knows that they lose. Um, so um, uh, the last dance I'm watching, I love Jordan. Well, I had a complexity with Jordan growing up now being like, wow, I saw one of the best people ever, you know. And so um, in, in basketball, I'm appreciative of it being such a big sports fan. And so it's cool to watch back and be like, I remember that when I was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. And so The Last Dance, ESPN, definitely watch it. Uh, gives you a real insight to also athletes and like – you know, things like they would be like drinking a beer or smoking a cigar right before like playing a game. And I cannot yeah, imagine doing that. So, um, okay. So what are you watching? What are you reading? And, and any of these can be in the past currently, you know, mm-hmm. uh, course learning to read. So we have to talk about reading. Yeah. So another Hebrew thing. Um, I've had this book sitting on my shelf for a while. So I lived in Jerusalem for seven months as part of my studies. Um, and I got really into modern Hebrew and all this stuff. And so I bought this book called Sheva Imahot, which means seven mothers. It's seven women in the Old Testament. Um, and it's written by this author, Yochi Brandeis. Okay. Whenever um, you say Hebrew things, it's not like somebody can like check you on this. This is my know, big issue. Like you can say anything and people are like, oh, that was so cool. Father Paul knows Hebrew. No, like it's literally like to me, it sounds like. Chem, chem, chem. That's so insensitive. For you yeah, no, it's not <laughs> insensitive. That is the truth. People are like, he's brilliant. We don't even know if you're saying true things, it's but go ahead. It's true. Okay. Continue with your book. Seven um, women in the Old Testament. Yeah. So I just started it the other day. Um, it's in modern Hebrew. I couldn't find an English translation when I was there. I read another one of her books. Um, can't think of the name right now. But it was fantastic. It was in English translation. It was about the early rabbis and stuff and kind of historical fiction. Mm-hmm. So not like a straight history, but, you know, we're going to tell the story based on true things and fill in the gaps. Cool. And that's kind of what she's doing with this. I'm only one page in because it. I haven't read modern Hebrew in a while, and it takes kind of a while. So I'll let you know, I guess, page by page how it goes um, until I speed up a little bit. But Sheva Imahot by Yochi Yochi Brandeis is, um, so far, one page in, really good. There you go. I finished recently during Lent, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Um, it's a great book about just finding a Sabbath, being able to take a Sabbath. I really appreciated it. I would recommend it to anybody. So that was a great book of mine. And last but not least, what are you thinking? This could be a random thought, a deep thought. What is currently on your mind, Father Paul? Yeah, Pentecost is on my mind um, Mm -hmm. a lot. And in particular, the hymn that you sing at Pentecost and at other big things like ordinations, 
called the Veni Creator Spiritus. Mm. It's a medieval hymn. It's awesome. And it's just been like running on loop through my mind. <laughs> you just fall asleep to that tune in your head. That's right. That's that gives you, that's the cultural insight right now, people, that we want you to picture as Father Paul um, being able to fall asleep to Veni, what, what was it? Veni Creator Spiritus. Creator Spiritus. There you go. And what am I thinking about? To be honest, it's been about cameras. We were doing an install in our church to make it um, available so that when the churches are back open, um, there's not cameras all around and wires all around and all of that mess. And so we're making it so that we're able to um, have and um, bring the um, beauty of the mass um, to people still who are not able to make it back to church in this live stream um, kind of aspect. Um, so I've been thinking about cameras and that, and I had to ca- crawl around the basement of the church and get some um, measurements and things like that, do uh, some hard work, but we'll get into that another episode. So thank you for joining us today on our podcast, Prodigal and the Priest, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. I'm Joey Scansella. Thanks to my co-host, Father Paul Vector. God bless. God bless.